All right. Welcome to a new episode of She's Kingdom Podcast. I am your host, your good girlfriend, Dr. Audrey, and I am here with none other than Kyle Hollins, whom I met on social media that is getting so many waves about a video that he recorded. Um, so today we're going to just share um, some things with you. We're going to share our experience with you about love, relationships, and preparedness for marriage. We're going to talk about that. We're going to share this in our vulnerability. We're going to express it in hopes that we can enlighten you or help you, encourage you somewhere along your journey. But before we get started, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you are notified about all our upcoming episodes. Our episodes are aired on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central time bi-weekly. Do not miss another episode. Subscribe now. So we're going to go ahead and get started. And my first question for you, first of all, I want to welcome you. Thank you again so much for joining me. Um, I um, was really intrigued by your video and I thought like, man, I really wanted to hear more from you because I was like, this is from a male perspective. And so often as women, we talk amongst each other. Um, we talk in our girlfriend circle and our grandparents, mother circles and things of that sort. Rarely do you ever really get a chance to sit down and talk with a man or if it's a man, is it someone that's in your uh, family, not someone that's outside of your family. So I really liked your perspective um, and so we're going to open you up. We're going to go ahead and ask you um, the first question. And that is, what has been your experience with dating? What has that been? Gee, that's, a, that's, a, that's a huge introductory question. Uh, my experience with dating, for real, uh, it's been rocky. It's been rocky because I had to, I had to figure out first. Uh, so I was incarcerated. I was incarcerated. I did 90 months in the federal penitentiary. Uh, who I went in as is not who I came out as. So that, that's one of my big pieces. So having to redefine myself as a, a man, one, then a, a black man, and then also a Christian black man, uh, I had to figure out what that looked like. I had to figure out what that was. And uh, what I ended up doing was I came out with a new philosophy, a new, a new thought process, but I still carry some of those old traditions with me. And be, I had to like, weed that out i had to actually like discover what what my type was as far as women was concerned uh and that's been a journey that's been that's been an extreme journey uh but it's just been highs and lows uh in a new career field so now the type of woman that i have to that i, I choose today has to be able to support uh the career that i that i'm in uh but my career is based on my calling so really really the struggle above all else is being uh, finding a woman that understands uh, a man that is going through uh, development in his calling. Uh, there are twists and turns. Those are ups and downs. What I, how I see life today would not be how I see it tomorrow if he so sees fit. That, that's how it is. So being able to go through those growth spells with me, that's what I've had the most struggle with, mm -hmm. is, uh, is uh, finding somebody that, that when, I'm, when I'm leaning, I need you to lean with me in the same direction instead of leaning against me. So that has been my biggest struggles. So I love it. You said so many. That was a loaded question. I know <laughs> I dropped it on you and you, you did well with it. You, you said so many great things, so many mm -hmm. things I want to just highlight. So number one, congratulations on your new beginning. Thank um, you. And what she said is that I have multiple, what I heard is that I have multiple identities. Number one, I'm a black man. 
Number mm. two, I am a Christian black man, right? Um, number three, I'm single and I'm a I'm a business owner, right? Like I'm redefining me. And I think like every one of those hats that you wear are so important. Like none of those can be dismissed, right? Because it's multi-layered. So with you comes a lot. So to have someone um, that is number one, it has to be secure in themselves to be able to support a man like you, right? Right, right. You got to be securing you to be able to take on all of that. And what I what I what I want to say that I thought about immediately when you said that is that I'm walking in my calling. I was I thought that was profound, right? Because I was thinking about um biblically when when God put Adam to sleep to take the rib out to make uh to make Eve it was because he was now ready to walk in his calling, right? So like we can't even like I think the world's culture has taught us like we got to put the, what is it? The cow before the milk or the milk. Mm -hmm. before the milk. I might be saying the analogy wrong. Mm -hmm. but anyway, we put it before. So we like do things like we do things ahead of or premature, prematurely, right? Be pre prematurely before right. we're to. And so a lot of times we abort those things, but I feel like what you're telling me right now is you are in a solid place. Like, I, I, like, that. Mm -hmm. I like that. I love that for you. Honestly, that sounds like, that sounds awesome. Like you're, you, you were ready. And that's what I got out of that video. Like, okay, like I'm positioned now. Right. And to be positioned means that you are obviously self-aware. Um, and you had that, I, I feel like what you're saying, like, like I came out a different person and that's, that's phenomenal because not everybody transforms. And so the fact that you were able to transform is remarkable, right? Some people sure. Sure. stuck, they get stuck there. Um, so with all that you've already shared, uh, my next question for you then, because you've had these struggles with um, finding someone that's able to accommodate those things, right? Um, what is that? How how is that taught? What has that taught you about, you know, shifting shifting your your worlds? Because obviously your entire life has shifted, right? Um, your thought process, who you are, who you become. What I did, I want to double back really quick because I thought something that I left out that you said, he was like, um, you said, uh, gosh, let me remind myself. You said that um, you, when you, you, who you, who you, who you need in your life now is different from who you needed, who, who you were before. And the fact that you have this business now, your prospects change. And I remember this lady told me this at, um, when I was bartending and I never, ever took this away. I was getting ready to graduate from college. Um, and she told me, she says, do you know that um, your prospects change now because you're in a different field, you're in a different playing field? And I thought like, man, that's like, I never thought about that like that, right? So now that you have this business, you're this businessman, you did this self-work, your prospects change, right? So that means that you have access to a different type of woman now. Yeah. You're a different type of man. Ooh, right? That's hard. That's hard. <laughs> it's, like, it's an identity shift, right? It's an identity shift because- I come from the culture. I come from, you know, I was homeless. I graduated from high school homeless. I come from, the, I'm really, really from the culture, right? And uh, and not only from like a poverty stricken culture, I'm from criminality too. So that's a whole nother, it's a whole nother like section of, of uh, the best way that I try to explain that is like, some people can see the yellow lines in the middle of the road. Like they see them. I know I shouldn't cross over. Like I don't, I don't always see those lines, right? So when I'm dating, um, because I'm in this new field, I'm in this new area, um, what, what fits the bill, what, what checks the boxes, what politically is correct or what is 
uh, accepted in because you know I mean I'm in the non for profit space, so I do a lot in politics. I do a lot with galas. I do a lot with um, dinners and one on ones with wives and husbands. And, you know, and there's an expectation of what that should look like, especially in in this field. So what does that look like from somebody one for myself that's coming from the culture, but then who I'm with. Um, so either it's like too bougie or it's just too good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like you gotta find somebody that can that can navigate both of those spaces, but but at the same time find somebody that that wants me for me and not my business savvy or not my Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, I find a lot of times um, women want because I come from where I come from, they associate uh, protection with the street life. Like uh, he he can stand up for himself, or I know he I know I'm good. Like. And that's true to a degree that that is, that's a part of me. You know what I mean? But I'm also a nerd. Like I also read books and I also (laughs) watch CNN and I want to, I want somebody that's going to challenge me not to watch a movie and turn on a documentary. Like I, I, I'm not messed up about that, but that, you know, that, that thin line is, is, is rare. But what I learned on this journey is whoever God got for me, he's actually designed them specifically for me. He's allowed them to go through trauma that aligns with how my trauma works. Not in the sense of like, we're going to be trauma buddies, but in the sense of like God, so like God uses, uh, uses trauma as a refiner. It's a refining system, right? If he allowed us to go through and we survived it, then it was a tool, right? He works out, he works out all things for our good. So like somebody's trauma and their ability to overcome their trauma has to actually align with their partners because they're going to be the helpmate. They're going to be the one that pulls me out when I'm, too far into my anxiety or too far into my depression and I should do that vice versa. Uh, that's, that's super uncommon because a lot of times we, we link ourselves with the same trauma and then nobody can help each other because nobody has the solution to the other person's problem. So uh, trying to navigate that space, but like for real, I think my biggest, my biggest gift or my biggest, uh, I, one thing that I really, I love about God is like, he's used all of my, dating opportunities as refinement right like he's taught me so many things about each one of them and now that I'm, I'm an adult and you know i care about people's feelings and how they leave how we leave now um like i'm trying to leave on good terms like i don't, I don't <laughs> want nobody to hate me i don't want anybody to, because for real for real, i needed you i needed i needed everybody that i've uh, took this journey with because i've learned so much from them i've learned uh things that i do like i've learned things that i don't like you know, um, so I can't be mad. I can't I can't leave somebody mad at me and I can't leave leave mad at them because, you know, every 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 person that got introduced you to wasn't isn't that person for you. You know what I mean? But it has purpose. We're never out of the will of God. And he ain't woke up one day like, hmm, I didn't think he was gonna do that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if he if he's brought somebody into my life and it wasn't that season, then I mean that's cool, but right. That's what I'm grateful for. I, I wanna say that um I like I like you said something that has been my, I, I don't want to say it's been my model because I struggle with it, but I this this has been my life um, experience. And that is, I don't want to leave somebody angry with me. And when I tell you that that is such a big deal and it requires so great of you, um, I vowed to myself that I would never leave a person on bad terms. If we, if you, if there is a situation where, there is a problem. It won't be because I, because I created that. Like, I'm not going to leave you. I don't want to leave you in a space where you should be able to, you should be able to speak to me again. Right. Mm -hmm. You should be able to have that. If you're not, I can understand you not being in a position 
right away to do that, but you should be, right. I will never leave you in a space where we, you, you can never have another conversation with me. Like I, I left you that worked up or overwhelmed or broken or whatever that might be because of that. And I also like that you said that like God give us, I think that everybody, everything, first of all, like our lives are predestined, right? Which means that that everything that we we live, and I don't think people talk about this enough, is that our lives are prophetic. This very moment that we're in is prophetic. Like God ordained us to like as something as simple as me coming across a TikTok video that I thought nothing of in that moment has so much more meaning than what you what, what I might have thought in that moment, right? Like he's he's using everything about our lives for his glory. And the more I think I the more that I realize that I'm accepting like I'm just a vessel and like my life as much as I want it to be about me is not about me, but it's all about him getting the glory out of it. Is I think that's the closer that we get to being able to be positioned to receive those the person that he has for us, right? Like I feel right. like I feel like we are really in moments like every moment matters is so critical. And I know that um, I'm probably jumping the gun with saying this because this is probably down the line of my questions, but I'm going to say it because I'm in a I'm in a flow of it right now. Um, and that is like. We um, well, we can't if, if we, we can't get access to the things of God, like we can't get access to. Um, the 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 greatness or the goodness that God has for us when we are not ready to allow God to position us right like when we when we go when we go ahead of God when we move ahead of God and I think that all of those relationships like you said though they though they didn't work out they all left some sort of kind of deposit to position you to receive that person or that that mm -hmm. one that one right um mm -hmm. I don't I feel like though this is what I will say though. I am personally, and I've never been this person to want to do the work with people, multiple people. Like, so I've not been in multiple relationships. I've only had two relationships in my entire life, right? I've, I've dated people. And honestly, when I say dating, because people get it mixed up about dating, like I literally dated you. Like we literally just went on dates. I might've talked to you. It was nothing was strictly platonic. Um, and, and 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 probably we 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 might have not left on the terms that you wanted to because it didn't grow into it didn't evolve into the relationship that you wanted to because we I strictly looked at it as being dating and I think that people consider more about dating like really dating and letting that dating grow into actual courting then we'll be in a whole better space like we would be the world would be a better place right mm -hmm. um, yeah I think so I think roles need to be defined I think people really need to define the 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 route in which a person takes to marriage right so for me like i say this from the beginning uh so like we're gonna meet we're gonna be cordial then we're gonna be friends and then we're gonna date then we're gonna exclusive date and then we're gonna be boyfriend and girlfriend and then fiance marriage right that's not that's not like a, a two-year process for me you know what i mean but you got to take the journey you got to take the journey and define it because what ends up happening is people arrive at, at the relationship at, at pieces in the relationship at different times and a lot of times we don't have the conversation because we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to say, yo, I'm head over heels for you. And it's week three. You know what I mean? Like nobody, right. nobody wants to have that conversation because they don't want to be the one that's either moving too fast or scares somebody off. Right. But like identity is, identity is a real thing because for real, for real, if you, if you arrive at a feeling super quick, that's who you are. And that's going to, that's going to bleed through the relationship the whole time. You probably cry. When the, you know, when you see squirrels running down the street, you know what I'm saying? Like, if that's who you are, you really need to be that authentic because some people, you, sometimes you want to run somebody off. You know what I mean? Like if they, if they can't accept you for exactly who you are, who you were designed to be, then you may want to run them off. But 
that's not the same as that's not the same as like I'm saying you don't need to change in a relationship or you might not need to grow or become emotionally intelligent. You know, I'm not saying that at all, but you got to give somebody a platform to stand on or, or, or know what they're dealing with. Because a lot of times, if, if it's not defined, I promise you, and I, this has happened to me many times because I'll say, yo, we're not in a relationship. We're not in a relationship. I, I, this is strictly this. Like they created narratives in their own mind. They And, and I had to actually have a, a, a really wise woman tell me this though. She said, Kyle, like, they're walking away hurt because they've already created the, the wedding story. All they've already done it. Then you haven't arrived there. You know what I mean? So, uh, so of course they don't want to talk to you when you get done. I'm like, why don't you want to talk to me? You know? Uh, but I had to, I had to take that ownership to whom much is given, much is required. Like that, that made me reassess how, like maybe my mouth ain't matching my actions. And you know what I mean? Maybe I need to readjust the way that I'm, I'm, I'm giving this energy off. You know what I mean? How, right. how could I do that better? How can I protect them better? And then uh, I ran into a brother and he blew my mind, man. Uh, one thing you'll know about me is I am a, I am a knowledge seeker. I've run into a lot. I surround myself with a lot of wise people. Um, the brother told me, he said, he said, yo, the issue that you're having is you're not looking at, you're not looking at people that you come into contact with as a sister first. You're looking at them as somebody that's potentially supposed to be something that you're supposed to have and not looking at how can I serve or how can I, how can I be a better human being for you first? And then, uh, and then wrap that around with what a quote from my mentor. It was like, like dating, dating in community is always better. It's yeah. always better because you can learn, you can learn about a person before you even know who that person is before you even go out on a date. And uh, just that process. And that is, that is like literally, that has put me in a, a, a safer place when it comes to dating and protecting people's hearts. So I feel like you have already answered my next question. And that was going to be like, what are some common dating mistakes? What are some common mistakes that people um, make with dating? That was the next question. And you've kind of already oh. tapped into that question. And I just want to expound on it. So I want to say that you said so much good stuff. You said <laughs> so much good stuff, right? Um, and one of the things that is that is just a common mistake, one of the most common mistakes is assuming assuming you assume you assume that this is what we are there's not a conversation and i want to say that that was one of the things that i learned when god healed me because i am restored right now i've been renewed <laughs> i am no longer <laughs> i am no longer i don't have any baggage right i don't mm -hmm. i don't have that baggage because i had to realize i had to be accountable for my role that i played in my past relationships, right? I had to acknowledge that you, you kind of, you, cause you guys, and people do this cause you're with somebody for a, a period of time. You start to assume that this is what it is. Like there's no titles, there's no labels, there's no conversations. It's just assume. And that is one of the huge, that's, that will, that destroy, that will destroy your entire world. Right. I, I did that. I am, I am, I have the poster child to say that I was, I was a product of that type of mentality. And I have since, thank God for deliverance, but you cannot go in assuming anything. You also said that they come in with this idea that this, they've already came in with this preconceived notion of who you are, right? Because people show up in your life in different chapters, right? They show up in their life at different chapters, but I honestly, this is what I, I this is what I've grown to believe. And I know that it would be in conflict with a lot of people's beliefs, but I'm going to tell you this because I am really leaning on Jesus these days. Like I listen, my life, I can do nothing without him. And I, I just really believe to the core of me that my person, 
will recognize me. Like there, he's going to recognize who I am. Like there's not going to be something. I don't know that there is whatever that time frame looks like. I don't know what that time frame is. I'm not going to put a time frame on it because I believe because God is so um, strategic and he's so intentional about us, right? I think that if we become more intentional about our our movement, our actions, we will be such in a better place because God is intentional. He, if he can know the numbers of hair follicles that we have, or, you know, the amount of blood cells that we need and all these, all these intricate things about us, you don't think he can do the same thing for our relationships, right? Right. Like you, he like, so like has already crafted out that whole thing. And I think the whole time that we're out here trying to figure it out is all just us preparing to make it to that moment. Cause the word of God tells us that there is a, an appointed time in a due season, like, and that's what people get mixed up too. Like you want, you want your time to be now your time is, this may not be your time. Right. Um, and all you can do is do the work. And a lot of times we cost ourselves an extended period or delay because we're not in alignment. We just keep, you know, going about doing things on our own free will. And the more I learned that I don't, my will is not my will, but it's thine will, um, the better off that I become. So those common dating mistakes, is there anything else that you want to add? Like that, that kind of like sticks out to you, like some common mistakes that people make in dating? Um, one, uh, you don't, you don't have to love, you can love somebody and not like them. That's it. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. You could, if you, if you can't like the person that you're with, you know what I mean? So you get into, you get into this relationship and a lot of times what we do is we try to build a bear out the gate. We try to build a bear out the gate. And if you, if you don't, if you couldn't see yourself being with this person, who they are at that moment for the rest of your life, if this person right here ain't your person from this point on, you don't really like them. You, you're gonna you're gonna try to shape them into something that you that you want them to be, and you don't you don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You can. I, I mean, to each their own. You can, you can you can pick whatever road you want to travel. You know what I mean? But um, you just don't. You don't. You don't have to. Uh, like yo, do they like that you are a reader? Do they like that you don't go out very often? You know what I mean? Like yes, there are some things that you want to teach people and grow with people and stuff like that, and nobody's gonna be perfect. But to the to the believer, that's the believer. Like, like, and there's a difference between between knowing God and like knowing of God and knowing God, right? There's 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 a biblical belief, and then there's like a worldly belief. Mm-hmm. The worldly belief is like my baseball team, they ain't won one game, but I believe they're going to the World Series, right? And then there's a belief like we show up to an office building and I don't know where the bathroom is. So I ask you where the bathroom is, but I literally follow every direction that you give me, never being in this place before, and I actually go. That's the belief that, you know what I'm saying, that that, that really matters. Uh, and that being the case is, like, if if they don't, if, if a person, if a person doesn't have that type of heart to believe and, and to die, they're never going to achieve it, like, anyway. You, they're, they're not going to get there because they have no... They have no safeguard. They have no anchor. You know what I mean? So, mm, so like, that, there's no, there's no, um, you're, you're fighting a lose-lose battle though. You know what I mean? Because I don't, that's, that's like a whole nother conversation. But when a, when a person, when you meet a person and they have no anchor, it's just going to be hard to get them to see which way you're going and how you're going to, how you're going to live. Because I think the, the common misconception is, is um, 
being unequally yoked, right? So you can be unequally yoked and be a believer with a non-believer, but you can also be with a believer that's not mature as you. And you're going to cause a lot of damage because you're, you've arrived at a place that, that's going to challenge them in ways that you may not be able to have grace for it. Right. And then you become angry. You become all of these things. So uh, I, I, I just, I just I like four things. <laughs> I want to point out something because you said something really good. You said you have to be graced for that. And this is what I want to, this is what I want to say. Cause you said to challenge them on it. And I think that I want to point out that there could be a person, your person that, um, that may not necessarily have all the, maybe not, not even matured as you are, right? In the area, but they may be matured in another area, right? right. Where, where you guys will find balance, which is where God would supersede. He'll come in and, and, and give that grace because I think the, the goal in all of this as well is for us to evolve with each other and learn from each other, right? right. Um, and so I think that that's really good. Like you. So what I mean, what I mean by maturity isn't like you're biblically sound in some areas. No, I'm like only maturity that God cares about is your, can you die? Like can you die? Are you willing to die? You know what I mean? Like what are you willing to die for? Uh, are you willing to die to uh, to to a thought process? Are you willing to die to to gossip? Are you willing to die to and and being able to die quickly? That's maturity. That's that's really what maturity is because everything else can be taught. You, right. you know what I'm saying? So and if so you can, yoke yourself with somebody that don't want to die or is slow to die, you know okay. what I mean? You're gonna start you're gonna start having tension in the home because yeah. you're like, yo, yo, God called us to this. So you know what I'm saying? So like hypothetically, uh, we down to our last money and God told us to uh to donate the last thousand to we you know, we got whatever. Yo, if you haven't arrived at that, you know how much contention that's gonna cause in the home? You know what I mean? Like, like God said, move. And if you don't trust that I trust God and I'm being led by God, you're not gonna move with me. You're gonna you're gonna cause me so much stress, not even knowing I'm under stress because I don't want to give up the money either. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes people can be unequally yoked in in, in that space. But what, what I'm saying is yes, somebody can pull them into that, but God has authored your partner like he's authored them like Absolutely. he has shaped them in the womb for you so if that's the case then you 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 probably just need to wait on you know what i mean somebody that's willing to take that that death journey with you i think that i think that because god is the author the bible says that he's the author and the finisher of our faith right which means that even like what you said i wholeheartedly agree with that i think that what you said being slow being slow to die or not dying because that is that is the greatest challenge in the world that's the greatest challenge for the body is the greatest challenge of the world and that is your surrender right being able to submit in your surrender to god like because we have to constantly like in this moment, we're surrendering to God, like surrendering, like what, how vulnerable we're going to be, right? How expressive that is a, that is a challenge for us. Like how much of, how much are you willing to sacrifice? How much are you willing to render to God? That's a constant, like daily, you have an opportunity every moment of the day to surrender, right? In a right. second, like you have a choice with the, am I going to, am I going to do this of my own will? Or am I going to, am I going to allow God to guide me in this moment? Right. And so having that because God is the author of our, our, our author and the finisher of our faith, right? He has, again, like I said, he is predestined. He's ordained our lives. That's why he told us he's going to take, I'm going to take everything that you do, all those mistakes, and I'm going to work them together for your good. I recently just really seen, honestly, like I've seen God work things together for my good. Cause like I, like I said, I, I, my background, like I, 
I think I came from a criminal background as well. I just have never been incarcerated, but I've been exposed in ways that would present some level of, uh, it would raise some eyebrows. Like, okay, where did you say you come from? What was that? Right, right, right. Um, And I'll give just a a little glimpse because it's taking us a little bit off the topic, but just so that, just so that we can key into it. So my, and I always say that the enemy, what the enemy meant for evil, God will use it for your good. So because I grew up as a teenager in the nineties, nineties was really big. The crack game was huge in the nineties and everything and everybody that you knew was associated with some level of crack. Either they sold it, they used it. They were, there was some way around it. But I want to say that I was involved my entire family was involved in this whole organized organization my boyfriend my first boyfriend in high school was I say man that man <laughs> listen he introduced me to a world that I should have never been exposed to so I'm saying in terms of um those lessons that we gather how God take those things and work them together for our good because I feel like that part of me like while now I'm this professional I'm this businesswoman um I give uh, support to youth and young adults and adults and all these other all this you know people I feel like that has made me verse and and like I'm able to speak to I'm able to speak to any audience because I have that background right so I may not come in a room looking like oh this girl looks like and I've I've had that measure where okay you don't you you she probably don't know what she's talking about and I'm like no I can actually speak to that because I lived it right I've lived that story too like I've had that story so when you started out saying about poverty I'm I'm from a impoverished background I was homeless I was not homeless in high school I was homeless in college though like I lost it all I lost my car I lost my so I have that story too like I, that's why I told you I think we can relate on so many different levels mm-hmm. like it's crazy um but back to back to this mistake and these these common mistakes in dating I think that we could go down a whole probably we'll go down a rabbit's hole with this whole thing there are so many common mistakes um that people make with um with engaging in these relationships. Cause I feel like honestly, and God recently revealed this to me too, is that that is, that is we ultimately, because this world, we're spiritual beings, we attract those things that those spirits, right. That are associated with who we are. Right. And until you can get healed and delivered from those things, you will constantly attract these different, mm-hmm. these, this, this, the same, you like wonder like, man, I just dated somebody that was like that. Wow, they, they act like this person. Well, that's because the residue of your past is lingering. That spirit is that that spirit is drawn to you. So you're gonna keep on getting um uh getting engaging and att- attracted and, and involved with this type of person. And a lot of times we don't talk about deliverance. Like there's no, there's no there's no lesson about deliverance. It's just like, oh, we just keep going. I ask God, I repent and I ask God to forgive me. And I say this because I recently wrote this book about soul ties and I I wasn't going to write the book. Honestly, I wasn't, but I was led to this lady on TikTok. I'm like going down a rabbit hole right now, but we're going we're gonna to go with God. Right now. <laughs> this lady commented on a post that I made and she asked, how do you break a soul tie? And I wasn't even halfway considering talking to, about that. And I thought like, I can't just leave her out there. She asked me and I told, I immediately went to the Lord. I'm like, God, I respond to her. Like, and how do you want me to respond to her? So I did. I, I I prayed about it. I went to sleep. I woke up. I woke up sick the next day, but God gave me the answer that I needed to give to her. And I'm, and, and that answer was that we needed that it, there were, I think it was four or five common things that we needed to do. And that was number one, we had to confess our sin, right? Which is our repentance. 
right? We Then we needed to um, renounce and to denounce. Like you had to come out of agreement with that because you made an agreement with this sin, right? You came in agreement with this person when you laid with them. Now you have to denounce it. You have to renounce it and you have to denounce. You got to make a proclamation of your agreement with this thing. I no longer, I'm no longer this person. I come out of agreement with you, right? Because sex is a spiritual thing, right? Um, but we do it in a natural form and we think like this is no, you are now connected in the spirit realm. You, you've wedded with this person in the spirit realm. Um, so anyhow, long story short, not only did he say that we had to renounce and we had to denounce, but then we had to also resist, right? So in making these common mistakes, why we have so many common mistakes is because we never do those things. Like we we never come out of agreement with, with the agreement that we made with this type of spirit, Right. We never in order for us to in order for us to evolve out of poverty, we had to come out of agreement with poverty. Right. When we, we could no longer accept our accept the terms that were that were probably we were probably born into because I was born into it. I was born into I was born into generational poverty. Right. And it still chases me down at moments. It's still it's still trying to gravitate to me. But but because of I've evolved. Um, as a person, I've evolved in my spiritual growth with God. I'm no longer bound by it. But now I have to make, I have to take all the steps that God, as God instruct me to, to move myself beyond that even greater. Right. Um, but yeah, that's back to the common mistakes. Uh, like, I'm, with you. I'm with you. I think, um, I think it needs to be known that uh, a lot of times, and I hear women say this all the time, I would do it, but we ain't married. Okay. So like, let's, let's address that. Okay. So marriage, pre-biblical pre like norm can't like like uh i don't want to say Kansas city but uh like westernized marriage and marriage before you know the hebraic or judo version of it like sex sex was marriage so that soul tie that you have that's that's the exact same thing you need to keep a marriage together that's that's what it is it's, a, it's actually a blood tie so when a woman when a man enters into a woman she bleeds that's the covenant happening right so like of course of course and then don't make it good sex because now it's, it's you know you're tying in pheromones and it's like it's, it's a situation god god chemically made sex to help a marriage stay a marriage like yeah. it's, it's designed that way right it's a gift uh, keep it together it's a gift, it's a gift right yeah. so uh i i'll need a name i want to name that part too but then like let's let's back up to like being able to to really separate, right? Uh, I want to add on to what you're saying. I'm gonna build on top of what you're saying. I need. I, I really want to get people to realize that you don't have to love something and have and keep in 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 and keep it, right? Like you don't you don't have to own what you love. And a lot of times, I think we do, right? I think I think we have this notion that that only way that I can love this person to this degree or to this capacity is if they're mine. And that's not mm. biblical. That's not at all. That's worldly. That's, that's super Westernized culture uh, teaching. Like I should be able to die for a person regardless if they're my person or not. But we believe because we've been hurt so many times and trauma called us to, to be very careful and very tender with our heart. But God has not called us to that. He says, love, love your neighbors. You love yourself. Right. Like like give all of yourself to your neighbor. You ain't got to be in love with that person to the sense of where it's romantic to actually be a good person. So like it, it took me a while to really understand that concept because it's it's hard for people just to do good. Yeah. Just do good. Just do good. Like you you put this expectation on doing something like, like no God. So let's let's take let's take Noah's art. Right. Let's take Noah's art. We're no rudder on Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark didn't have a destination. God didn't tell Noah to, to land where he landed. He said, build the boat. Just do the work. 
All I need you to do is do what I told you to do. I'll I'll carry everything else after that. So like, if God is commissioning me to love my neighbor as I love myself, you should accidentally end up in a marriage. You know what I'm saying? Because you're doing good so long that the person will align with you because they're going to be doing good at the exact same time, right? So so we, we got this notion that we need we need to move somebody into position or make them become this thing that we need them to be. And it's impossible because we're limited, right? So we, got, we didn't eat from the tree of good and evil. We ate from the tree of knowledge, right? We right. So what, what we have is we have infinite information in a finite body. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to solve this fight, this infinite information with limited information. So what we're doing, we're filling in the gaps. We're filling in what we think should be there. And yes. that's that's where the, the headache comes from, right? Mm-hmm. But what we what we've designed is this 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 idea that I have the ability to shape the person that I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with. That is insane. That is that is crazy. Uh changing somebody is not the same as growing with somebody. No. That is those are not no. the same. They're not the same, bro. They're not the same at all. And as long as we think with that philosophy or that concept, where we're doing this, and this is for this is I'm speaking to believers. I can't I I can't speak to an unbeliever because I don't I can't I can't rationalize what it's like not to have an anchor or somebody to tell me where I should go and what I shouldn't do. I can't so I I don't I can give you practical advice, but that's kind of like hopping over the fence instead of going through the fence. You know what I'm saying? So to each their own, I, I wish everybody success. But to the believer, to one to the one that's choosing to walk it, like yo, like stop trying to figure out how to move your partner into whatever they want to be and just pray for your partner. That is your greatest weapon is to pray for your partner. If you don't like what your partner is doing, pray about it. Because if your partner, if your partner is a child of God, like they gotta go see about that. Right. God, God about to tap in. Like there's no way. I gotta, I gotta, me and God got a conversation every morning. Like we're gonna talk. Like, we're going to talk. So how, if you my person, or not even my person, you don't even got to be my person. If you are a child of God, why would God allow me to keep using you like that? Right. Like, why Why? Why do you, and that comes from us believing in some shape or form that we have the ability to control somebody. And that's just, it's emphatically incorrect. So. I think, I think that goes back to where we, um, where we came from. And that is like us, again, our willingness, what you said to die, like we have to die. The Bible says that we are to die to our flesh daily, Right. We got to be willing to die because if we die to our flesh, then we're not trying to, we don't, we're not in control. So we're not trying to control somebody else. We're not trying to put them in position. We know that we cannot position them, right? You know that you can't change someone. And that is something that the younger me thought, like I thought that I could change you. I thought that if I stayed, um, I even felt like um, me staying was necessary. Like you need, you, you, I need, I need to stay here for you. Like you're not going to be like as if you didn't function before I got here. Like I need to stay here because you need me, right? And me being here is going to make you change. Like none of that works. Like none of that works. You said that heart posture is good for your husband, huh? for your person. That heart posture, yeah. but that goes back to that conversation earlier. That grace, you know what I mean? Like we got to have grace for this. We we can have God told God told uh. What is it? Um, Hosea to marry a prostitute. Yes. He gave her. But can't nobody do that. Purpose, no, you got to have the grace for that. God got to give you what you need to be able to withstand your person's trauma. Like, yeah. think about it like this. Peter, Peter denied a little girl, but hung upside down for the faith. Right. Grace. Was, like, you, grace see in the scripture? you see in the scripture, that was only one time that God told someone to go out. 
to marry mm-hmm. outside of, do you understand? And that was for a purpose. It was still, it was still an alignment, even though it was, it, even though it wasn't, um, I guess, basically we want to say culture, uh, culture or whatever. It wasn't like the likely, um, thing that we would, God would have someone to do. It was still an alignment because it was still a part right. of us. Right. And, and, made it to was, and he was still graced for that. Right. Mm-hmm. So let me go back to here. So we now know that we've, um, we've covered so many different things, right? Um, I think we've given out some, some, uh, a number of different tools, um, and some strategies, um, for the believer, absolutely the believer. Like I can't, I, the only thing that I can speak to a non-believer is what the word of God tells us in the book of Matthew. And that is to seek you first. I need you to go and you got to go and got, you got to go and seek after God for you. This ain't going to make no sense. It, it, right, it, what I'm like, saying sounds like, yeah, it's like, gibberish. I kind of get, I get the logic of it, but if you, it yeah. just, you're going to, you're going to come to a place where you're going to have to de- rely on something that's telling you that you're everything that you believe to be true is wrong. You need something to tell you you're wrong. And if you have nothing to, to, to buffer that up against, you're going to believe what you know. We only know what we know. That's that's like that's like psychology one-on-one. You know what I mean? You only know what you know. I like so that. So the gift, the gift of having the advocate, um, I just I'm gonna name this and I'm gonna I'm gonna regress. Uh there I don't so there's guilt, there's shame, and there's conviction, right? Shame is oh my god, I, I gotta, you know, I did a thing. Guilt is, I did a thing. I know I need to change. I don't know how to change. Conviction is, I did a thing. I know I need to change, but now I have a comforter that leads me into all truth and understanding. That's that's the complete difference. That's where the believer shifts is, there's something that is going to guide me to the truth. It may not be an audible voice. It may be a sequence of events that lead me there, but I'm going to arrive at understanding that my choice wasn't the right choice. Absolutely. And you're going to need that in a partnership. You're going to need that in a partnership because it's two horror stories coming together. It's Freddie and Jason coming together to create this beautiful thing. So like, you're going to need support. You're going to need help. You know what I mean? To navigate that trauma. And what you're, and what you're creating is all to the glory of God. It's all, all it's all to the glory of God. I want to say something though. You said, I, 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 uh, and then I'll move on to the next question. You said, I, I kind of, cause you said so many things, but you were saying about how, doing wrong like you have a choice and i thought about right away i thought about the word of god where it tells us that every time i desire to do good evil is always present it's always seven. you need to have the anchor right because that anchor is what's going to cause you to make the right decision like because we're 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 faced with the bible also tells us that all the day that we are counted for the slaughter so we know that the enemy is trying to tempt us all day long like he desires to sift us this week so he wants to take us out right so any moment we have every moment of the day like we have a decision to make and so having that anchor you can't be, there's no way possible for you to be unequally yoked. You will, it, it will never. And that's why these marriages, that's why these relationships, that's why even, even with, even in regular, let's, let's talk about platonic friendships, not let alone relationships that they be in any kind of relationship requires your, your surrender, a level of surrender from you that is going to be greater than you. That's why God, when God gave that command to love our neighbors as ourselves, he knew that that was going to take something great of us, right? So like we, even in a platonic relationship, you, your relationship goes up and down and you have to be for a person in a way that you would be for yourself. You have to show them the same level of grace that you would show yourself. So those things will be challenged if you're not anchored. And so I believe that is why God, because people have this common question about why I'm not married. And they're like, oh, I did this work. I did the work. I did the work. I did the work. I'm ready. I'm ready. But have you really did the work? 
because the work requires that you live a life of surrender, that you live a mm. life of sacrifice. To be in a relationship is to be willing to sacrifice. Right. You've got to How do you know you arrived somewhere? <laughs> like that, that blows my mind. Right. Like, right. How do you I know? I did it. How? How do you know? Right. Like, I did. The, I did the work. I did the work. But you. But but, but you did what work? What what work have you done? Are you willing to? Are you willing? I like what you said about like. Are you willing to die? Are you really committed to this thing? Are you really committed to it? Because I know that if God would have given me somebody early on from now, I would have destroyed it. I would have destroyed us. <laughs> I would have destroyed us. I'm gonna just come right out the gate, and that was one of the reasons why I. I'm weighing off my question, but I guess I'll say, mm-hmm. how do you know someone is mar- ready for marriage? And this is this is my response to that question. And then I'll mm-hmm. chime in after that. And well, that is like, I know that I personally was not ready. First of all, I wasn't healthy. I wasn't healthy. I was not healthy. I wasn't healthy enough to make sound choices. I did not have sound judgment. And I think that people have to be willing to sit themselves down. You gotta be willing to take a take a time out. Like you need a time out. Go sit over here, get yourself together because you're not healthy. But because people are so um, not wanting to be alone, you much rather have someone there. When you can actually have someone there, you can just have a friend, right? Mm-hmm. You can have a friend. You don't need a relationship. But I even think that there's moments in our lives where we just need to be alone because how do we become how do we become one with God? Like you had your one on one with God probably when you were alone, right? Everybody had their one-on-one with God when they were alone. Like, right. I I had my one-on-one with God when I was stripped of everything. Like I was stripped of everything, like to come into God. So when they, when they tell you that you're seeking God and, and God is going to get, when they, when, when you come into the knowledge of Christ, the Bible says that all things are, all things that are old are passed away and behold, you're coming. Everything that you're coming to in is, is to new. That was been, that was my story. I was stripped of everything, my car, my apartment, my clothes, my entire, right. And that's why the word of God tells us that humility, before honor, we, we we will never be honored if we're not willing to be humble. And I feel like what we're doing right now in this space that we're in is one of the most selfless acts, one of the most um, acts of humility that we can offer to God because we can never repay him for his sacrifice, but our works, right? This is one of our great works to do that. And I think that um, having knowing that, like knowing that, like you have to be willing to sacrifice willingness. I think that that is where you become. I think that's when you're ready for marriage. Like when you, when you've been positioned and for a man, we know that God gave the man a commandment, like after he gave him his assignment, right? Because a woman has to be the help me. You can't be with a man if he doesn't know his assignment. If you're not walking in your purpose, you can't lead me. I can't, I'm not going to submit to you. This is the, the thing. We can't be, we can't, we're not going to be in alignment if you're not a leader, right? And, and I'm not talking about leading me in a way as submission where you got to be submitted to God, right? Because through the power of the Holy Spirit is how you're going to guide me, right? And how I'm going to help you because my job is to help you to bring forth the assignment to walk in your purpose that God has given you, right? We will never get there because like you said, Western culture, Western society has gave us, has taught us. And then our trauma has taught us things as well, how to hold back, how to shut down, how to not um, be vulnerable, how to not share our heart, how to not be safe with people. And I feel like I'm so thankful for your, your openness. Like, right. That means that, that means that you are in position because you are vulnerable and you're ready to be vulnerable with a stranger. You're ready to be vulnerable with the public, right? That's a definition. That's when you start to God that you're ready. Okay. Okay. 
So for me, uh, first of all, kudos to that. That was good. Um, For me, it's really just, um, are you willing to die? Are you ready to die? Are you ready to die? You know, um, I think people can find their leadership. Man, this is this is really good. You like you got like four topics kind of going right now. You talked about <laughs> you talked about leadership. You, you talked about like them are all individual topics, right? So I'm I'm a, I'm a dibble in them. Okay. And just let your truth be the one that kind of just stands as the pillar, right? Now, <laughs> okay. Right? But uh, submission. Uh, I think we got to get out of the notion of that cooking and cleaning is submission because it's not because I can cook and clean. Right. I, I, I work with my young adults. I'm like, what's the difference between a nigga and a black person? Right. And they're trying to name all of this stuff that black people do, but it's not. It's not that. And I use the word loosely. I'm not trying to be, you know, whatever on the on the on the, on the air, but I use that learn loosely because a lot of things that we identify as being black isn't black, like eating chicken or uh patting my head or you know, that's not black, like kinky hair black. You know what I mean? The way that we deal with rhythm and, and music black, right? But mm-hmm. there's just so many things that we we attribute to to being black that's not. So I, I'm using that metaphor as like submission. It's not about what you naturally do. It's about what you give up, right? Mm-hmm. True submission is being able to accept a paradigm shift. Like you're you're everything that you believe to be 100 percent correct. You you've given the authority to say, you know what, I may be wrong to another human being. mic drop that's the mic drop right that's the mic drop and because if you do that and i teach my kids this too like it's like asking for cheese on a cheeseburger everything else comes down the line right but but what is what is the leader trained to lead with what tools is he leading with though you know what i mean like again where where's his anchor at, right where where if if he's not if he's not broken in the morning when he goes to the to the father how it will never work it just, it won't ever work. So I don't necessarily, I don't need you to lead an organization I'm, as men. I don't need you to lead an organization. I don't need you to, to be a boss. I don't need you to be some profound theologian or none of that. Like true leadership looks like in its, in its perfectest form, submission, right? So let's, there's a big difference between control and leadership, right? Control is, I'm going to tell you what to do. Regardless, I, I, ain't, I ain't studied you. I don't know what you like. I don't know what you want to do. I'm about to force you to go left because that's what a man is going to have to do. Um, everything in your life is going to tell you to go right, but I'm going to tell you to go left. How do you trust that? You know what I'm saying? How do you believe in that? And um, one is uh, uh, always trust and consistency, right? But you got to, you got to, I got to get some wins under my belt. I got to get, I got to get a good track record for you to kind of believe in that, right? Mm-hmm. So when we get, when we get into that, that, that conversation about like submission, I need to be able to change the way that you see because because I've submitted to the to the father and my track record is good about my biblical knowledge. I might need to change the way that you look at how you pray. Right. So he said you come in like thou art me and we pray to God. Right. But I'm like, yo, do you really talk like that? Like, do you really, really talk like that? But in some people's mind, they got to talk to God a certain way, though. You know what I mean? If my prayers aren't authentic unless I talk to God a certain way, like, who told you that? Where'd you get that from? Right? Or, you know, you like the, um, the uh, you know, when we take communion, remember back in the day, the church, they put that cloth over the, the, yeah. the, the holy cloth, they would fold it up. 
yeah, yeah, that's from slavery. That's definitely from slavery. They just use that to keep the bugs off the off the, the wine and the whistle name. But we hold it, you know, them are paradigm shifts. You know what I'm saying? Them are them are incremental paradigm shifts. So I think that's number one. Like let's let's define what I need from my leader though, right? And for real, for real, we just need our leaders to die. We need our leaders to be able to be submitted to somebody else. You know what I mean? Something greater than them. Part two to that is we you know that you're ready for marriage when you have mentors in your life. When you have people on earth that you are willing to submit to that is outside of just the two people that y'all know. Do you have biblical women in your life? Do you have business savvy women in your life? Who do you are? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And that's even when it comes to relationships, male and female. Number, number one. Number two is I don't think that you need to have your finances in complete order. But as a man, as a man coming into a relationship, it creates safety. So if you want, if you want to shortcut a year of trust and stability in, inside your woman's heart, inside of her bucket, you definitely probably want to come ready and prepared, right? Because otherwise, one thing I know about women, a woman doesn't doesn't want a woman doesn't want to play the position. Oh, but she will, and she will do it phenomenally well. She she will do that. She don't want to. You know what I'm saying? But that comes from a lack of trust. That comes from a lack of trust, and and sometimes a man needs to get all of that stuff together. Uh, before he walks into that. So in, in totality, what I honestly believe is God has a perfect design for each relationship, right? But if if I don't think there's a point in time when somebody can actually know because because God is a fluctuating guy. Like, he, he's the same all the time, but like, I'll give you Proverbs. Just what I mean by, by what I'm saying. Proverbs, what, in Proverbs 30, he says, uh, don't answer a fool unless you become a fool. But the very next proverb is don't, don't, um, don't allow a fool to answer, you know what I'm saying, wildly that he thinks he's right in his own standing. How can both of those be true at the exact same time? Because we serve a, a huge guy, right? I want to add on to you really quickly. I want to pause. Oh, here. Yeah, then we get about the foolish thing. No, it's okay. I want to just, because you're on the flow and I want to add this on to what you're saying. Then he said, this is remarkable right here when he said, I'm going to take the foolish things. Those things that look like that. You so wise, I'm going to use this thing that don't look like it make any sense. I just, wanted, I just wanted to chime in right there, but go, keep that's going. That's real. God, keep that's going. real. That's, thank going. you for building on, because that's exactly that's exactly the truth, though, right? So we need the balance. We need the balance. The law, the law, the law was a was a punishment. We can't fulfill the law, but it's the law that we that that gives us the guide. So how is it at the exact same time? I don't know, man. God, God is good. He's he's too big for me to understand. But I, I but this is what I do know is, a lot of times we pray for things that God has already told us to do. He already told us to do it. You know what I mean? So like if, if we just do what we have been commissioned to do, then God will align the rest, man. He will align the rest. And I think that at that point, at that point, when you recognize, when you get to a point when you're ready to serve, right? When you stop asking the smoker on the side of the street, why he, why he need $5 and just give him the $5 and just let, and just, just give the blessing away. Then you're arriving at servitude because you're entering into the, the longest slavery ever. You're about to be a servant. You're about to be the biggest servant you've ever been when you walk into a relationship. Yeah. That's all, that's all you're called to do is serve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the greatest Kings serve. We we live a life of service, but 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 we but we and until we until we get in that align that alignment, we're lost. I love I love everything you just said. I, I do. I want to add on to the whole thing as I was sitting here as you were talking about leader, and this is what I this is what I think about leadership, right? So I can talk about leadership on a number of scales. 
Um, because first of all, I want to say being a leader is such a lonely walk. Let's just start. Right. Like that is such a lonely walk, such a lonely walk. Right. Um, but I want to say leadership in a relationship, leadership and marriage. And what I mean by what you said about submission is what su submission is, is, is about surrender. Right. Um, and I want to add on that if you are my, you are, say that, say that I'm with my one, right? This is my person. You are, this is my husband and I'm submitted to you. My submission to you makes me your partner, not your sub, uh, subservient, right? It makes me, because here's the thing, if you're leading, you are only as strong as your team, right? You, a leader can only, a leader is only going to be able, because here's my job. My job is to promote you, right? I'm going to support you in a way that's going to, promote you to elevate to this place that God has established for you, the place that God has ordained so that you become established in the things of God, right? So that means that I promise you, I couldn't have been this as a, I, I wasn't ready to be the, I wasn't, they want people ask about how to be a wife. And I always tell them this, the word of God tells us that you, are, only God can make you a wife. The marriage is not, the marriage is not when you consummate, that means that you guys have become one. You are now um, wedded to each other and the spirit realm, and that is now that's your husband because you guys have consummated, right? The husband doesn't make a wife. God makes a wife. According to the scripture, according to Proverbs, you have to have these characteristics. And one of those characteristics is your willingness to be submissive, to be submissive, right? Because the Bible tells us that the first, that God looked at us, right? The reason the, he ordained the marriage, the first marriage, God is up as our bridegroom, right? And a single woman is only supposed to be, he gave strict instructions to a single woman. You are supposed to only care about the things of God and how you might please God. Because when you become a, a wife as a uh, to a husband, you are going to be concerned about the things of, of, your, of the world and how you might please your husband, right? That's my wow. job. That's my job as a wife. I got to be concerned about how, because here's the thing, me making sure that I got to make sure you're good because you're going to make sure we, we good. If I'm doing my role, and this is not about, this is not just about, about being a sex slave or anything like that. This means that I'm imparting, like while you're praying, like while you're, my job is to impart, like to pray for you, right? My job is to be, I think that, um, I hope that, I hope that, I hope that they receive this on the other end of this uh, recording. That is right. You have to be willing to be selfless, right? It has to be a selfless well, you said a servant, man, like I'm a servant. I'm not your slave. I'm a servant, right? Because you're serving me while you're building. You're serving me. We are equal. We're not unequal. We just have, our roles are just different. Doesn't make, because our roles are different. Doesn't mean that we're not equal. Doesn't mean that I can't give you some advice because you're leading because the advice that I'm giving is going to be in alignment with what you are doing, right? right. It's going to support what you're doing. And I want right. to, so the other thing that you said when you were like, oh, I don't, you don't have to necessarily have, no, I don't think that you got to have, um, you don't have to be financially, you know, like all well without like all this finances, but you have to be walking in your purpose. You have to walk, you have to know your purpose. You have to be in your purpose because here's the thing. If you're not in a purpose, if you're not in a purpose, then you're not, you're not in alignment. So that must not be your person. Mm -hmm. Right. How, how are we? Cause we can't go ahead of our purpose. And I feel like, now, like where God has me and all that he's given me, he's going to give me a person that, that I'm able to accommodate their It's going to be in alignment. We're not going to be out. In, we're not going to be out in alignment. We're going to be sync. That's how 
that's how strategic and intentional God is. And like what you said too, I don't understand God. And I, I, I told the Lord the other day, I just refuse God. I'm, I'm done with trying to understand you. I just help me to trust you. I don't even need to understand. I don't need to understand. I don't know. Like right now I'm looking for millions of dollars of contracts for my, for my organization. I don't need to know where it's coming from. I just have to trust that it's coming. I got to trust that you're going to do it. I got to trust that you will because faith is faith is knowing that God is able, but trust is believing that he will. Like I trust that you will, God. I have, and my history tells me that you would. I have been through enough experiences to know that guess what? You may not come when I want you to, but you are definitely going to be on time. You're going to, you're going to come because it was only the hand of God that brought me out of, out of homelessness. It was only the hand of God that brought me out of the snares of the enemy when I was in a, a as a child, as a young person, to be, be introduced to this man that lived a life of organized crimes where they weren't doing small drugs. They were transporting drugs from foreign from foreign country. Like, what am I doing with you? Like, what did you come up? But that's because God had ordained that there was going to be one day in my life that I was going to come across people that I was going to have to speak to. And they wouldn't believe me because I'm going to stand up there. I'm going to look polished. And they're going to be looking at me like, oh, she's educated. She's this, she's that. They're going to judge me because we're visual. Until mm -hmm. I woke up, because the word of God tells us that we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I'm overcome by my testimony. And because I have, because God has delivered me from that, now I carry, I carry the anointing to release you from whatever you're bound by. So I have a, I have an anointing on my life now to release you from if you were bound in this type of relationship, right? I have a mm -hmm. responsibility because God set me free. So you like how you're now with the youth. People probably, and I don't know this to be true, and I know we're way off a topic with this podcast, but this is where God got us, and that's what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. People may not understand what you're doing. They may challenge what you're doing. They may want to know who is this man, who he think he is coming in here, telling these kids X, Y, and Z. But here's the thing. You carry an anointing that destroys a yoke because that is what God brought you from right? He brought you out. And so you can only, you can speak to, you can speak into their lives. You can impart into their lives, right? Um, you can release them because God has graced you with that because you have been delivered from it. And so that's why I'm always like, you can't tell me what, if you haven't lived it, you, there's no, there's no, I always say that there's a difference between, um, um, a gift and the anointing, because the word of God tells us that gift and callings are without repentance. We see all these people online all day that are eloquent speakers, but there is no anointing, right? Because the anointing is the power of God. If I'm speaking, if I'm going to speak something, the anointing that I carry is supposed to destroy the yoke on you. And I know that God, like, God, I don't know what you got me doing right now. Lord, help me. But I've been reluctant to speak because I'm just like, I don't feel like it. There's been like the enemy fights me on speaking, but I know that I I, I carry something that I have to release and God is not going to release me until I get it out. So this is what this podcast is about. And I feel like, I feel like God has anointed you to release into these young people's lives so that their lives, you could change the trajectory of their lives, right? And you may not even see the impact. You may not have seen the impact yet, but I'm telling you, as you keep going, the grace that God has given you, the gift that he has given you, the alignment, because you were, he's now aligned. All of those things were all necessary. And you said that when we started out, everything that you went through, God, we are on air and I'm up here talking about some other stuff, but I'm going to go with what you're talking about. <laughs> Jesus have mercy on me right now. Sure. You're changing lives. You're changing. Nah, thank, you. thank you. And you need to know that. You need to know that. There are probably moments where you, you like, man, 
I know what I'm doing is, is, is what I'm supposed to be doing, but it gets a little hard, but I need you to know you got to keep going because you're changing lives. If you don't show up, somebody's life depends on it. Yeah. Keep going in those spaces. And I don't care who don't understand. I don't care who don't like it. God said, don't look at them in their faces. What he told Moses, don't look, don't stare at them in their faces. Make your face like a flint when you go up in there. Make it like a flint. You don't see, you don't even see them. You don't hear their voices because you have been commissioned to do what you are doing in Jesus name. And I'm done. Let me go to my next question. <laughs> to God be the glory. My final question is okay. Lord mercy. What are some important factors to consider? That's what, okay. So I'm gonna pause. Let's get back on it. Let's just go back on the last question. That's what your, when you have a friendship, that's what relationships are about. Mm-hmm. But your wife, while you're leading her, she's going to be able to impart into you just like that. She's going to impart into you. So it's not that you, oh, she submitted to you like you were just the boss, right? No, we got we to gotta change. I think I think it's the term submission that we got to get away from. Like, I, let's just switch it and just say serving. Yeah, like, I, okay, I like that. I like that. I like serving, that. Because when people hear submission, it, it automatically goes. Be, so there, there's you, you so know that, black you preachers, know black okay. preachers preach a certain way. White preachers preach a certain way. So yeah. black people, black American preachers, we preach from we originally for 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 real for, for like maybe fifty years. We we preach from up from slavery. So it was always the get set free. You know what I mean? And then when you look at more white pre- preachers that are more Eastern bound and stuff like that, you you hear more about uh, it's like more lecture kind of yeah. kind of you know. What I mean? So it's just different because we come from what we come from and the struggles that we come from. When we hear the word submission, it just automatically means slave to somebody else, right? Yeah. But even the term slave in in, in biblical uh, culture back then didn't always reference American slavery, you know what I mean, or um, yeah. Westernized slavery. Uh, but like, let's let's name it, right? To serve, like, how can I serve you well? without serving the things in which you say well. It, they don't align. They don't align, no, right? Because control, so control is, I'm telling you go left or right. Uh, leadership uh, is, I've actually studied what makes you mad. I've studied what makes you sad. I've studied the way you grip the steering wheel when you get anxiety. I've studied, now I'm about to design a way. So now I'm dying because I really just want to tell you go left. But I got to come up with this fanciful way to get you to see that you need to go take this lift. That is that is submission. That was beautiful. I'm submitting to my partner, right? Because I need to land something that I know because I know her. I know she's not going to take this well, right? So I got to figure out a way to make her go left, right? In her own standing, the, in her love language, in, in her passion, her pursuit, I got to do that for her. That service all day, right? So if I'm taking that much time to make sure that I land things for you, it is literally impossible for my person that whom I love to tell me that I shouldn't do this and I don't even consider it. That's not that's not even how the brain works. You know what I'm saying? So what's happened is a lot of women have been with, with men that say that they are doing that, but they're not doing that. And then they run into this trauma. They create this barrier. They create this block. Then when they run into somebody that genuinely wants to do that for them, they can't even hear them. They're having a trauma <laughs> response. They're having a whole trauma response to it. And yo, I'm not trying to tell you that you can't do this, but the calling is. So this is what I believe from my philosophy is this. As a man, I'm going to I'm going to bring a woman into the culture in which God has told me that I need to create for my family. 
right? That is my responsibility. Whoever he designed will fit into that culture, though. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be a hard press. They might have to do some grooming. It might be some some nuts. But I have to create this culture. I'm going to create the dynamic. Am I going to be very hard on my kids sometimes because I just know what's out here? Yes. But you know what you're supposed to do? You're going to make me softer. You're going to make me see them in a certain way. You're going to. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the way that I do. But I got to control the culture because that's the vision that God has given me. But if we take that into the business setting and, and have a good executive director, right? What he's going to have to do is he's going to have to maintain the vision of the company. But what's going to happen is over time the company's guts is going to change. They're going to they're going to they're going to grow because people make the insides of it grow. But his job is just to maintain the vision, right? Yeah. So that's the exact same thing when it comes into relationships too, though, right? So I like God said our family like back in the day it was like. If you grew up a doctor, then your family was going to be doctors. That's just how it was, right? So mm -hmm. God says, I'm going to give this man the vision for this family, right? His wife is going to come in. She's going to bring a different emotional response to these things in which I've, I've put on him. I've shaped him. She, he's gonna, I'm going to bring his counterpart in. She's going to actually try to change that. She's going to try to change the vision a little bit. But, but what I have put inside of him is just to maintain it. So the reason that he says that you got to love your wife like you love the church is because God, Jesus still has to open ear to the church. He still listens to the prayer of the church. He still listens to the call of the church. He still listens to the wants of the church, right now. Uh, the need of the church, right? So mm -hmm. no, nah, all I'm supposed to do is just maintain the vision. Now, how we design all of this, we can do all this together. That's us. That's us. Yes. But God said, don't change this part. So that's the part. That's the only thing I need you to submit to. But you're not submitting to me. It's good. You're not submitting to me. You're submitting to the creator because the creator told me that I got to do this, right? But only way that works is if you trust that I'm waking up in the morning, having a conversation with God, and God is telling me that this is actually the vision. Like, I, I, it's just it's it's just the word submission. Like, people are just be like, I like that. I like the okay. idea. I like the idea of using servant. I like the idea. I think that. Um, Man, you just, I want to get the collection plate for you right now. That was real good. That was real good. That was real good. You was real good. We like all out in these streets right now in these Holy Ghost. Right. right. Um, but I want to say, because we're going to get, a, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. But for sure, it was just good. I was thinking like, as you were saying it, listen, I had a vision in my mind. I was thinking like a cake and the icing. Like the mm gonna be that icing on that cake like you the cake she gonna put the icing on it she like we're gonna make it all good there's no obama without without michelle that's without impossible michelle, right right you can't do it you can't you're not gonna, and you're right, gonna die doing it and you're not gonna be able to fit unless he called you to be um who's that moses that didn't have a wife no jesus moses had a wife Mo, no moses had a wife jesus didn't have a wife um peter had a wife oh Paul didn't they have left a wife. him Paul didn't no, have it was suspect that it, it was it was subjected that Peter that Paul did have a wife that ended up leaving him, but Paul Paul is the one they said that, uh, the one that essentially the according to context you could make context and say that that he did but we know that he Paul lived such a surrendered life. Paul was just in jail. <laughs> yeah, we well, didn't ever hear about his his situation because he was in jail majority of the time. Most yeah. Pharisees at that time they wouldn't even, not Pharisees yeah, most Pharisees wouldn't even been able to get into the Pharisaical space without having a wife because of the temptation of but paul definitely said to your point i'm, I'm about to back you on yeah. that paul definitely said it is better that you wed that you don't burn with passion yes. but if you didn't so so i'm gonna I'm just go i'm gonna testify real quick so i was asking god i was like god why won't you see me you see 
you see what I got going on? Like, you know, I need a helpmate. So this is pre that that video, pre me talking to my uh, my my uh, my mentor, and God told me, he says, "Why are you so eager to put somebody in front of me? Like, why are you racing to put somebody in front of me?" That he's like, "You you're you're just now being able to get back to a place where me and you were communing back and forth. The moment that you get married, you you are now obligated to give a percentage of your thought process to another person. You're racing to do that. Mm. I was it was just one of those like." And that's what Paul was saying. He was like, when you're not married, you can give your whole self to God, right? But when you marry, you now have a new obligation. You have an obligation. And I don't think that people understand the significance of their singleness. I'm going to tell you something like I have been single for so long. Their part of me is embarrassed to say it, but I will testify of the goodness of Jesus because only God can keep me subject to error because, you know, like God had to train me because, you know, some things that I was liking that I, you know, like he had to tell me like, that's not good for you because we're visual. And I want to go back to something that you said earlier. People, I want to say that people are afraid to ask God for what they want. You got to, you got to not just love them, but you got to like them. And I'm not just talking about, yeah, we're human. So you got to keep it a hundred with God because he knows what's in you anyway. So you got to tell God, listen, if you want this woman or this man, I need them to God, please. I know this is the bonus I'm asking you for, but I know that God, you're able to give me this right here too. Please just give me the cherry on top, right? I think if we're honest with God, like we have to be honest with God because this is not like somebody that you don't want to be tempted. You don't want to go outside of your marriage. You want to be fulfilled in your marriage. So I think that those things are so, that was my question. What are some important factors? Like this is the final, this was our final question. I guess I'm answering it already. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is like, what are those important things to consider um, when you are when you are seeking God for marriage? And I think that like, honestly, the most important thing is that you are honest with you. Like being single has taught me to be honest with me. Like I know that there was, that there was a point in time that I was interested in this type of man, like this particular type of man. Thank God for deliverance, right? I needed that because that was the wrong type of stuff. I would have kept doing the wrong things. Like those things are super important. So like being honest with God um, is a takeaway. This is one of the things that I would say that if someone is ready to really seek God about the, about marriage and getting their person, like you gotta be God, you gotta be honest with God about you. Like, you know that this is, and we're gonna just be out there. I guess I'm in the streets right now. If you know that you have this type of sex drive, you wanna make sure that you ask God to give you somebody that's gonna accommodate the type of sex drive that you have, right? Yes, because yes Lord. Go to get some you go to get somebody and that's not that they're not equipped to they're not equipped to live that type of life with you then that's going to bring um drama to your relationship you know like you know that you're this businessman and you want to go into being this philanthropist you know like you you're going to evolve like me god has already evolved like i already told the lord god you got to give me a land owner because you know i want some land now jesus i didn't used to want this but now this is i have graduated i've elevated god has elevated my mind to know that like you don't want to be i don't want to i'm not a, I, as much as i thought i was a city girl i want to have a different type of life right like i've evolved to the point where there is other things that i want so guys you got to give me a land on like he got to be he's got to have a vision for land if you don't have the land he has to have a vision for it right he has to have a vision for that because that is where I'm going. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, I know the platform that I have now, but I understand where God is taking me. The platform is going to be so much larger because I am serving. If I'm serving the kingdom, the kingdom is, the kingdom is massive. Right. And so therefore, you know, like having those things and keep being mindful when we're seeking God, really seeking God and about, and being honest. But I think it all just reverts back to us being honest with us so that we're able to be honest with God because God knows it all anyway. So like, I know, like God knows that, like I said, I had this, 
I had this type that I, that I was attracted to and I had to tell God, am I vulnerable? I had to be vulnerable with God. Like, God, this type is getting me in trouble. Like, this is not good for me. And like, you know, but guess what God, that's I think I got to do for me. I, I think God is still giving me a little something. He'll still give me a little something because I'm honest, right? Like he'll still give me, may not necessarily be like that uh, type, like what you said earlier, you said something I thought was so funny. And I, I when you said it, it was like, like, I'm a nerd. Like, I'm, so I recently... I didn't realize I was a nerd until I finished my doctorate program, right? This mm -hmm. Getting a doctorate, not knowing that I was a nerd. Like I was like, we were sitting in class one night and that topic came up about being a nerd. And I was like, no, I'm too cool to be a nerd. Like I always thought I was too cool. Like, I'm like, I'm too cool for that. Like mm -hmm. I was too cool in my eyes to pledge for a fraternity. I felt like people that did that needed something. Like I'm like, I'm too cool. Like I don't need that. Like I'm me, like I'm me, I'm good with me. So anyway, uh, learning that I was a nerd was accepting that in that moment was like, okay, wait a minute, but what is a nerd? What is the definition of a nerd? Like, I'm like, I love to learn. Like I'm a avid learner. Like I, that's all I do is want to learn. Like I want to learn from everybody. I evolved. Like this is about a consistent learning. And that is, that was a level of acceptance. So when you said like, I'm a nerd, I thought that was like, I, I, I smiled up on the inside. My heart was smiling. Like, this is so funny that he's owning yeah. it. It took me a minute to own it. Like, I'm like, okay, God, I guess I Nerds, I know draw Ferraris. Right? You know what I mean? Like, the super, super geeks that I know. Right, my daughter told me. My daughter had agreed. She's like, no, you, yeah, no, mom, you you are a nerd. Like, you really are. But yeah, so like, I want to go back to that double backs as we close out. So that, that those are some factors that I would, that I personally consider that are important when you're seeking God about your person, about marriage. And that is honestly, you gotta be very, very honest. And I think like the word of God says that we have not because we ask not. So when we're asking, we gotta be very strategic in what we're asking, very intentional about what we're asking because you want your person to come equipped with all these things that you desire. Um, and then if your desire is not in alignment with God, ask God to make sure, make your, uh, your desire in alignment with what he would have for you, right? Like, God, please align my, align my desires um, to the desires that you have for me. Like, like I told you, I had to surrender my, this attraction, this level of attraction that I had for this type of man, like, God, you got to take that away from me. And honestly, I was very vulnerable and does it hurt? Absolutely. But I'm so thankful to be delivered from that. Cause now I'm not bound by like, I'm not moved by that. Right. I'm not moved by that. That doesn't have a, cause you don't want to be bound by anything. You don't have anything having control over you like this is. And I think that that's what a lot of people do. Like they are not honest. And so you'll never get ready. You'll never be ready. You'll never be ready to receive the things of God because you're not honest. You're not honest with you. And God, no, the whole time he's sitting there like, I already knew I made you. I created you. I know everything about you, but I need you to be, I need you to confess. I'm waiting for your confession. I'm waiting for you to confess to me that this is a struggle for you because I'm right away when you make this confession then I'm going to set you free. You need to be honest. I'm getting ready to set you free, but you got to be honest. And mm -hmm. your final thoughts or takeaways or uh, strategies that you want to give to our For audience sure. about things that they should consider um, before praying and seeking God about being married. Uh, first one is uh, read the word. Uh, God sounds like what he wrote. Facts. Like you don't, Sunday Sunday service, you know what pastors really have a hard time with is the fact that they got to they got to preach the context of Moses every single time that they go up to the pulpit because people don't read the word, right? So the more you read, the more you know what God sounds like, the more that those messages will open up a whole new 
chapter, a whole new area in your life. So that's one. Uh, two, uh, read the word. Um, you need to know. You need to know where your foundation is. Like you, you, and I'm not talking about like, like just read it. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a book. It's a two thousand year old book. Uh, read it slowly because it's going to change every time you read it. Read the book. Read the book. Um, and then serve. Serve. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know how to serve until you serve. You're going to meet the person that you're looking for. Like. If you're looking for somebody to serve, wouldn't you find them serving? Pretty much how that works, right? Like, serve. Find yourself in, in put yourself in as many serving places as you can. You got to change your paradigm. Kingdom, kingdom life, kingdom walk has an element of service to it. Now, if your job isn't necessarily uh, what you feel like you're serving in, then find something to serve in. Find, like, church is not on Sunday, only on Sunday. Church is a body. Church is a, is a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Uh, if you have an issue with the word Christianity, fine, cool. It's Biblically, it's actually termed the way. So, like, find people that are on the way with you uh, and get it and get and do something. Like, serve. Go somewhere and serve. I'm telling you, you'll be so surprised uh, how many beautiful people, like, or, or God is breaking them down and telling them to start over and in service, right? Like, it's, I mean, really a Active people, you'd be like, who? What's your name? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you'll be, you'll be so surprised, and you know that they're there to serve. Like, there's something in them. God is working in them because they, their heart has been postured to serve. So, not only will you be getting worked on, you'll be able to find and see people that are also getting worked on. Um, but them are my two big, big ones. Uh, but this is a side note. Now, this is this one is solely for just dating. This is either you're a believer or not a believer. Oftentimes, women are not prepared for what they want. Can we? Can we? Because I'm a woman. I <laughs> can I say that people are not ready for what they say they want. People, I date women, so I don't know. I can't speak look for at, me. Look at me. Know. Look at me. Got to throw my two cents in there. Let me just speak up for the women that's in the back. Okay. Can we say people? Not prepared. Not all the time. People are not prepared all the time for, for what they want. Um, but I'm going to speak to women because that's just... That's <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So as a, as a man that has been commissioned uh, to lead, uh, men women want leadership, but they don't want leadership. They they want a version of leadership. They, they want a version of... And, uh, and I'm sorry that, that that men have been trash. I'm very, very sorry that men have been trash, right? But you're creating, and I'm saying this from the because I, I talk, I, I rub shoulders and elbows with with men, men that 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 move mountains for for culture. You know what I mean? Not not just black culture, but American culture. Like I see men on companies, on corporations, and I and I find this uh very, very common. Even submitting men to Christ, you know what I mean? They they find this like um, so when you're dating a man that, that is part of a, so it's a, it's a, it's a different thing to, to date a man that has a father, right? It's a different thing to date a man that has five fathers in his, in his family. But it's gen, like, think about it like a, like a corporation, right? Like your corporation has values. Your corporation has, uh, beliefs. It has its systems inside of this though, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when women get into those, like they, they see Megan Marco. Right. And they see like, like 
this man gave up everything for me and da, 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 right that is not always the case <laughs> that's not always the case man and a lot of women they they want they want this uh serving man they want this man that that has all these uh attributes and that cares and loves and all of that type of stuff but he did not arrive there overnight somebody invested that into him somebody somebody pushed that into him um and when you're running and when I've seen women run into these type of men um, and you, you can't carry your old lifestyle sometimes into that, that new, that, that, that culture that he, that he lives in, even though he may love you to death and he may relate to you. He may be the, the black sheep of the family that just, you know what I'm saying? That just wants to step outside of that and just, but you're, you're, you're forcing him to have to go up against something, right? You're forcing him to have to go up against something. So like for me, um, I have to sit in, in a gala. Like you, you got to put a gown on. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta be able to navigate. So like, uh, I work with big contractors and corporations and stuff like that. There are a lot of one-on-one dates, a lot of one-on-one uh, couple dates, and you know what I mean, and, and meeting and stuff like that. And a lot of women want that, but then when you get into that space, and you're like, yo, you can't, you can't dress like that. Like you can't, you can't move like that. You can't talk like that. Yeah. Then it's you're not allowing me to be my authentic self. Like I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't care what. What position, like, I love you the way you are, you know what I mean? But if we're submit, if I got to submit, you know what I mean? So, like, when I used to drink, and I used to, I used to drink heavy, uh, I would have to put my cup behind my back to take a picture, you know what I mean? Because it's not about me. I got to submit. I got to sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? Because these granters, they want to trust. They want to believe in in who you are and what you do and stuff like that. And the money that I receive, that I don't get that money, you know what I mean? I got to give it to these kids. And the more that they trust me, the more that they trust that I'm going to do this work. And then we build relationships, right? And then they kind of lay back a little bit. But that first introduction, it looked like something. And I just find myself a lot of times with, and I become the bad guy is because, because of like the work. The work tells me that we got to do this thing. This ain't, this ain't putting on a mask, right? This isn't like black facing anything. This isn't nothing like that. Like, I, I love this and I, I'm going to regress with this So. If we look in the in the in the, in the Hebrew, uh, if we look in the New Testament, it's written in Greek, right? It was written in Greek because Greek was the commerce language. Mm-hmm. Fair. All right. So when they went, when they were at home, they talked in Hebrew. When they went into the market, they spoke Greek. Mm-hmm. So Greek is a is a business structure. A lot of times we want to take our own personal lives into the business structure, but the business structure is set up that all cultures can come to one place and align one way to make commerce happen. And a lot of times we, we get caught up saying like, yo, you're not authentic. You're not that. Nah, that's just the commerce. When I go home, we can do whatever we want to do. But it's just hard. And a lot, of, a lot of times I find really phenomenal women struggling with being able to conform to the, to the vision of what the man, what the man is called, being called to do. Um, and then lastly, my last piece is uh, any man that is on mission for God is growing. So you got to grow with him. You yeah. want this powerful man. You want this. You want this iconic figure. If not even just iconic in the world, but iconic in your family. You want this person, but you that comes with consequences. That comes with choices. That comes with having to give up some things. And I remember one instance. It was like, like I ran into a mentor. My mentor was like, "Yo, you're 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 too wired on. You're you're burning out quickly. You need to. This is what I want you to do. I want you to put your phone in the bathroom on the charger at eight o'clock." Like I told, I told one of my account, the chick I was dating at the time, like she blew a gas, 
right? Like, nah, God is telling me, that's stretching me. You think I want to put my phone on a charger? I don't want to put my phone on no charger. You know what I'm saying? But I got to do it because I got to get myself right because I got to be right for these kids. I got to be right for these, these families, these mamas, these politicians, these granders. I got to be right for that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I need you to meet me here. And, I, you know, that relationship, I don't have that relationship no more. You know what I mean? So I'm saying, if you want that type of person that is that iconic figure, believe that that's going to come with some, that's going to come with some weight that you're going to have to carry. So just be prepared to carry that weight. Yeah. I know that was long-winded, but like. Oh, it's okay. I think, I think that we want to give as much as, as much sound advice that we can. Um, and I like that. I like, I, I love everything that you just said. And I'm in support of, I'm in support of everything you just said. And I'm just going to throw my little two cents in as we close. You know, I got to put my little two cents in there oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On, the, on the behalf of the women. And that is, I want to say that um, what I have found, and I'll say this, and I'll speak up for women as well in terms of um, not an against you in support of what you're saying. I think that people, and I, and I will say this for women and for men, because I, I have, um, my brother is an apostle and like, I've, I've seen like, I've seen leadership, like I've seen uh, man of God, like real man of God, like that is like sold out, like really sold out. I've seen their struggle with women and we can actually take this back biblically. We've seen what women do biblically to men, right? We've seen it. We've got countless stories that we can tell, like the destruction of a woman and how the woman comes in and, and will destroy, like just demolish a man, right? Um, the evidence is Samson losing his life, right? I mean, and there's so much in Ahab losing his life and everything. And while we're under, while we're under the curse of the sin right now with Adam and all that. But I want to say that, I want to say that people, I know that people date out of their deficits. I know that people date out of their trauma. They're looking for people to accommodate these things. And I think that um, if I had to give any advice, like honestly, before you consult with God about marriage or about any relationship, you got to consult with God about your trauma. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a trauma advocate, like my dissertation is about trauma, like trauma is major, like if we don't get a hold of our trauma, if we don't address those things, like we are not healthy for ourselves, we're not healthy for to be in a space with anybody or anything, like we can't add to anything, we can't be um, in support of anything, right, because we can't even support ourselves, so I think that honestly, a lot of times when people show up in, in, in our lives, and they're not prepared, they, like they say they want this, and they're, they show up because they're not prepared, they, they're not, they're not able to be that accommodate that, that role, like what you were saying, that you had to leave that relationship, because they were not prepared, they have not did the work that they need to do, to have the capacity to be who you need them to be, mm -hmm. they say they want it, but they're not ready, they're not, they're not equipped with the tool set that they need to, right. to, to accommodate, to have that capacity to accommodate the person that you are. So my prayer for anybody, everybody, for the both of us as well, is that that God truly aligns us. And I know that I know that as we go forth in the work that we're doing, because now we're working for God, like I think I was working for God when I was a teacher, when I was a principal. Of course. Of course. Right. But I feel like honestly, like this is a whole nother level. Like and another, this is on another level. And the Lord told us, he told us in his word to go from, come from the highways and the byways and compel their people to come in because we're in a new space, because as the world is evolving, not that God has changed, but time is speeding up. Like as we are approaching the, 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 the our savior coming back, right? Um, God is positioning his children, right? Um, to go into the field, right? And this is, we are in the field right now. We're doing the work 
of laborers, right? And we are definitely servants, but, and I believe that while we're doing this work, that God, God is aligning our past, right? So that's why I was like, when God told me to go forth, he was like, daughter, you got to go forth because this is where I'm gonna give you your deliverance. Like you're gonna, you're gonna be in alignment with your person as you go forth and do what I, what I have, um, what I have instructed you to do. And so that's why like now I'm like, this podcast has to, I got to go forth. I got to go, go forth. Even if I got to record by myself, because I have been, I have been commissioned to do so. And I want to be obedient because God, I'm Lord, listen, you don't got to give me another beating. I've been getting beat down. Right. And the, the word of God tells us he, he chased, he chasing those whom he love. So yeah, he's going to chastise if we don't, but I, I, my, if I had to give any lasting response, like suggestions or strategies or whatever you want to call them to anybody that really is truly ready on a journey, that's ready for marriage. Um, and that is, um, that wants to seek God about marriage. Cause even like you just said, you, you can't tell yourself that you're ready. God has to, God has to, the Bible tells us that we are proven. Like our faith has to be proven. Like we are tried and then we are proven. And then he then says that he'll establish us, right? That's the word. In order for us to be established, we got to be tried, tested. We got to be proven. God has to do that for us. But I think that we are in a, we're in position to be proven at this point. So praise God for that. So we're going to, as we close out, I want to thank you so much for Man, I feel like this has been, I don't know, it's been a lot. This was, this was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot <laughs> heavy. I feel like we could have definitely spent some time on other topics, but I think that it went out the way that God would have it. So I pray that everybody that's listening, that has tuned in, I pray that you guys are blessed by this uh, message that we shared. Um, and I pray that, you know, you subscribe, join, um, do subscribe. The episodes again are on Thursdays bi-weekly at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. Thank you for tuning in.